Karl Barth explains it this way, to the people at this time, water's fearful strength represented all the evil powers which repress and resist salvation intended for God's people. Throughout the Old Testament, over and over, the disciples were taught, and, and we are taught as well, about how God's lordship and victory must be affirmed over the power of water. For example, in the creation of the world, we read in the beginning of God created the heaven and earth, and darkness was upon the face of the deep waters. So God needed to affirm God's power over the fearful deep. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, that is, God exerted powers over the waters. Again, the disciples knew that in the covenant with Noah, God affirmed God's power over what was evil in their lives, that is, waters destructive power. God's triumph was many times recounted because of their perceived continuing threat of evil in the sea. Moses had fled the mighty army of, of Pharaoh. God drove the winds to blast a dry path through the sea. And the Israelites fled across on the dry land. But God returned the sea to cover the army. In other familiar scriptures, the disciples knew from Job and Habakkuk in the Old Testament that the sea was dangerous and required the God of Israel to trample the waves and boldly walk in the deep. The disciples knew the word of a psalmist who wrote, more majestic than the thunder of mighty waters. Is the Lord. These and many other passages were very specific signs of God's power to overcome whatever threatens God's purposes. The threats were real and frequent, and only God could win against these forces, particularly against fearful storms in the vast sea. It is the appearance of Jesus, though, even more than the storms that, that terrifies them. What manner of being does such things? When Jesus approaches their boat and they battle against the storm, prospect is terrifying. Well, who can walk about like this with such authority and freedom on the waves? There can be no mistake about who is tramping on the waves, walking on the deep. Jesus is doing what only God alone can do. And Jesus is saying what only God alone can say. Jesus' words to them reinforce his revelation as God's son. Take heart, he says. It is I. Do not be afraid. Jesus says, they go in me, which means it is I. But for Matthew's audience, these words are packed with significance. These are the words that translate God's very name as revealed to Moses in the burning bush. Ego in me is God's name for God's self, translated as I am. Jesus is using God's name to announce his presence. I am is here, traveling victoriously over the waves. In these mighty words and with this awesome sight, Jesus is identifying himself with God, the liberator and redeemer of Israel, who is at the same time the creator of the world, 
the victor over chaos. His words are to instill courage and banish fear. The vision of him is the good news of God in Christ. God often asserts, do not be afraid. We hear this in the Old and New Testament, particularly at important moments such as the birth and resurrection of Jesus. In fact, the statement, do not be afraid, is the keynote of the gospel itself. Do not be afraid. God's majesty will be revealed. But don't be afraid. The revealing of God is not intended to terrorize you or to make you feel small, but to save you, to uphold you, to establish you as God's beloved child, to show you God's grace and God's mercy. From the boat, Peter called out to Jesus, Command me to come to you. Peter recognizes his Lord now and wants to come to him in his royal walk on the sea. Come, says Jesus. And Peter boldly steps out of his comfort zone. Then he takes his eyes off Jesus and focuses on the deep sea water instead. Soon he can only cry out salvation from the waters. Lord, save me. And Jesus reaches out his hand and catches him. Peter calls Jesus Lord, and he is Lord over the deep, over the wind and the waves. Jesus is Lord over all destructive forces that threaten to overwhelm human life. You and I know about these destructive forces, illegal drug use, deceiving, cheating, the destructive force of words that we hear or tell ourselves like, I'm not good enough, or I'm worthless, I'm useless. Words that shame us and others. These words and behaviors threaten to overwhelm human life. This is not from God, for God loves you. God does not turn away from you. God always moves towards you. When you think you're not good enough, think again. The glory of God is found in us. The Spirit of God dwells in Jesus, and also the Spirit of God dwells in and through us. God, who always loves you, constantly reaches out to draw you into God's life of love and grace, of mercy and forgiveness, of strength to face the storms of life. Boldly reach out, beloved, for God in Christ. Be open to the God who created you and loves you. Speak to God in prayer and through your actions. This is what I heard from a college student in one of our adult Sunday school classes recently. Florence Wright eloquently described how we must be willingly and intentionally open to God. God in Christ reaches out to you, so be open to this miracle of love. For nothing can come between you and God, not destructive thinking or behavior. Nothing is powerful enough to separate you from the love of God in Christ. Glance at the sea. Do you see the framework, the design? It's to look like a boat. The architecture of many Episcopal churches, the wooden beams resemble or refer ships keeled, under which we find shelter. And the boat symbolizes the church, all of us, making safe passage through stormy waters with Christ our captain. And the gospel continues. When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. 
Jesus, actions hold out the promise of a new future. As they all get in the boat together, community is restored. And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. Peter had stepped toward Jesus willingly and intentionally because he trusted Jesus who had never failed him. Still, the strong wind scared him, but he made the leap. He took the risk and his faith grew stronger. When we risk to trust God in Christ, we too create a deeper trust. We create a deeper trust in the steadfast grace that continues to save us. I choose to hear a tone of amusement in Jesus' words to Peter about having little faith. Yeah, Peter had only a little faith, but nobody else got out of that boat. <laughs> a little faith may be all that is needed to transform a story that starts in terror into a story that ends in worship. My prayer for us is to be willingly and intentionally open to God's peace, even maybe especially amidst the storms of life, open to God's redeeming love, compassion, and forgiveness. For us and for our brothers and sisters in Hawaii, suffering from wildfires, my prayer is that in your darkest hour, you discover strength in Jesus. Aloha, mahalo, hui, lo, Maui, no, Amen.